we were just chilling and we didn't have anything to light our blunts with. So I remember we were, uh, we were, we were lighting our blunts in like a toaster <laughs> and then we're out on the back porch and I'm gone. Like I had already smoked so much and drank so much. I'm done for the night. Like you tuck me in. I'm not waking up till like 10 o'clock the next day. Sure. They put me in my boy's Monte Carlo in the back seat. My boy's got to drive his girl home on the other side of town. So drives her back. And bro, when I tell you God grabs me by the shirt, dog, grabs me by the shirt and just freaking yanks me upright. And I'm, I'm like loose, like I'm clear as day. I get pulled up, I'm clear as day, and we're heading right for a palm tree. And I fucking just pop my boy with the right. Like I don't even fucking, I'm left-handed. I just fucking pop my boy with the right in the shoulder. Like, wake the fuck up! He fell asleep driving us oh home. He dropped God. his girl off, fell asleep driving us home. And he goes like this. Doesn't even wake up. Don't he, doesn't even wake up. I fucking pop him in the arm. He fucking doesn't even wake up. We miss. Like, we're off the road. We miss trees. Oh, my God. And I was just like, yo. And then he, like, finally wakes up. And, and I'm just like, yo. What the fuck, dude? And we're just like, yo. That was like... That was crazy. That was like heaven sent. We're yeah, like, yeah, holy yeah. shit. Yeah. And then another time, we were leaving the club. We transferred to USF, University of South Florida. And um, you, know, you party in Ybor City, which is like the party spot. Wait, what is it? U USF? Yeah, USF. Oh, I thought you UCF. UCF is Orlando. That, that's our rival. Okay. Yeah. So we're USF. And uh, dude, we, we're out there just clubbing one night. And bro, I get fucked up. I'm like... We, we used to party at this bar or this club was called Prana and it was like five levels to this yeah, shit. Yeah, that's cool. It had the rooftop yeah, and it had all cool. these different floors and I was on the third floor which was like the hip hop floor and I remember at the end of the night they had to wake me up at the bar. I, I fucking... That's awesome. I fell asleep at the bar. Somebody's like waking me up. The lights come on. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. So I go downstairs. I'm waiting for my boy to come out. And my boy's just like, yo, I met this fucking Canadian fool. He fucking hooked me up with Grey Goose all night. I was like, hell yeah. You feeling good? He was like, yeah. I was like, you want to drive? I want me to drive. He's like, yo, I think you should drive. I was like, all right, bet. And so we get in his Monte Carlo. He's got like a 95 bubble of Monte Carlo. And we're fucking leaving the club. And we get to the light. And this fucking dunk pulls up next to us with like fucking... I don't even know how big the rims were on this bitch. Huge. They could have been 34 inches. Yeah, yeah, they were fucking like bigger than our car. I seen a bunch of those today, actually. Did you? Yeah. Where were we at? In Fort Lauderdale? Yeah. And so this dunk pulls up next to us. And and probably the, the thing that saved us was that we were all just checking out this car. It was like me, my boy, maybe another dude in the back. And we're just looking at this fucking dunk. We're like, God damn, that shit's fucking high, bro. They're sitting high on that bitch. Yeah, yeah. And then you look in the rear view, you see a dude creeper on the back. You see another dude come out. And then dude fucking, fucking, he pulls this shit out right here. He fucking just cocks that shit. Yeah, that's how you want to start the window. That's how you want to start the podcast. He fucking puts it in the window. <laughs> and, and he said, yo, give us what you got. And I'm, and we're at the light. It's like a Burger King right here. And it's like an overpass. And then you can scoop onto uh, I-4. And he said, give us what you got. And I said, Stand! I fucking took off. Woo! Thank God he didn't shoot. I fucking took off. 
they hopped back in. They started chasing us on the highway. We're like, skate, skate, skate. I'm just weaving. I'm dodging. I'm heading up north. Drunk as shit. Drunk as shit. And we're just, we're just dodging people. I don't even know why they're chasing us still. Like, hey, they thought we were easy marks. We weren't. And we fucking took off on their ass. And they still, like, followed us for a little bit. But I lost them. And then, but my boy was just like, yo, they're still following us. Get, yo, fucking go, 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 go. I'm just like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Yeah, what you know but, but yo, you're, you're reckless when you're younger, man. You no regard, you have, you have no regard, like you, it's not even like regard, it's like you have no idea, like, maybe you know what could happen, I'm sure you heard stories like other kids your age and incidents or whatever, drunk driving or whatever, but like, you just think like you're invincible, nothing can exactly. happen to you, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly, like, you're invincible. It's crazy, man, I have so many, so many stories like that. We used to always say, like, so lucky to be alive. So many stories. Like, I, I, we had fucking, I remember the first car that I ever had, my dad's mom fucking gave it to me. It was a Chevy Celebrity. This gray bomb, four-door fucking piece of shit. And I used to always hang out in the Bronx in, like, Throg's Neck. And, uh, uh Throg's Neck, I heard that. Or they got a Throg's Neck bridge. Yeah. Right there. So, yeah. So that was like my, my, for two years, I like basically lived there with my buddy. And we used to always hang out with all these crazy kids and get fucked up. And we used to be like sitting on the corner and be like, let's go fuck some shit up. And just, it'd be garbage day. We'd just go take everybody's garbage cans, dump in the street, make a mess, destroy everything, whatever. But then there was like, uh, there was another crew like on the other side of town that you don't, you know, you don't realize, like, what could possibly happen, you know what I mean? And there was, there was this, uh, coke dealer. My friend's sister used to get coke from this old guy off of Tremont Avenue behind the precinct. So Tremont used to be, like, hard, like, it still, it still is, like, but we, we used to always be up and down Tremont, all the time. And, um, there was, like, this guy's house, and it was, if you went in the, the back way, it was, like, a a wooden stairwell so the first floor second floor so one night of course we're fucked up and what comes is you my sister told me this guy has uh whatever and he was an older guy he was probably like fucking 60 plus at the time and uh money and cash and drugs both times so we we're like all right let's, let's go. go we had pelicans and uh it looked like a 44 yeah. pelican so we had we had two of those, and it was just like nothing, bats, whatever. So because it was always like you walk up the stairs, and his door was right there, and if he knew you, like you know, you were gonna yeah, you whatever. Mean. So I was like, oh, he knows my sister. So I went first. So we I parked the car down the street, and we were all kind of like off to the side, like idiots. But we were I think we were seventeen. So goes up the stairs, and he was like right behind him. I was there. I had the little forty-four that. Y'all were deep. That's a that's a lot of people for a lit. We didn't, we didn't know what was going on. He like goes to hit the thing, whatever. And I guess the guy had cameras and had seen other people around. So he gets up. The the old man. He was an old man, like helpless. We would have got decrepit. He was like robbers, robbers, like just started screaming. So we were like, at that point, we're either gonna kick the door in. Lasso this fucking guy up, tape him up, shut him up, and rob him, 
or abort. As soon as he seen that, he like got shook and he started running back <laughs> down the stairs. <laughs> so we were all fucking They're out. They're They got the back, drop. Ran back to the car and like that was it. But it was like thinking back. I'm yeah, like, you're just like, yo. You were going to go That shit could have gone south. Yeah. You're going to rob a drug dealer with a pellet gun and bats and shit when this dude could have been, you don't know what the fuck. You know, it was yeah, dude. crazy, crazy. Yeah. You just don't fucking think at that age, man. That shit is crazy, though. But those are the best times of my life. Oh, dude. Like, the best times. I, I mean, remember, aside from I remember and everything like, else, but... So I got a good story for you. I got a good... A good... Got a story to tell. I got a good fucking story for you. A right? coming-of-age story? Is it... It's just a... It's a story that, like... I hope all the casters, the chill casters, could... Um, could relate, or if you can't relate, at least learn from. <laughs> at least, at least try to dig in the crates to 1999, and uh, it was a different time where there was like where I grew up. So I didn't grow up like I said. I didn't grow up in any type of hood, but like where I was, I had you know my boys, whatever, and then literally a 10 minute, 15 minute ride was like when there were still spots. In the Bronx, it, you know, all Yonkers, all over. So, like, you know, when you're 19, right, you have no money, no job. If you did, it was just, you know, bullshit, whatever. And uh, everybody was just smoking weed and just, you know, chilling, hugging the block, whatever. So, hugging it. Hugging the block. So, if you had a car, you were, you were almost like a, you're almost like a businessman. Like, so... You had a car, so you knew you needed gas. You knew you needed to get high on weed. You know, illicit drugs. Yeah. And um, it was like a it was like a thing, right? So you would roll, like we used to chill. So I'm from Tarrytown and my boy, one of my best friends, like my brother, he's from and he's involved in the in the DMX robbery. But um so we're from Tarrytown. So he moved to Irvington with his grandparents to go to high school. So <clears throat> when I um, graduated high school, I was 19, 18, going on 19, and then, you know, we link, and um, I started chilling with these people from Irvington, one town over, all the girls, whatever, everyone's doing acid, mescaline, like, all this shit, I'm like, damn, this is fucking awesome over here, right? So, like, we started chilling, and then not everybody had cars, not everybody had money, whatever, so we used to take a collection, because... It was Tarrytown, Irvington, Dobbs Ferry, Hastings, Yonkers. And right there was like the locks. Yeah. DMX. Like, you know, you went from Hastings, like million dollar houses on the Hudson River to being on the Hudson River, but on off of Warburton, like in Yonkers, where it was like the locks ran the shit. There was a crack spot that the locks used to run. The uh, Glenwood train station was there. DMX was there. It was gully like yeah. fucking gutter as fuck gully as so fuck so we used to always be like oh you know we gotta get high we smoke weed all day so everybody would be like oh I got three dollars on it I got five dollars so you would take up a big ass fucking collection and um you know go down to get weed and then part of the part of the deal would be like oh I need you know six dollars in gas ten dollars in gas whatever whatever so this guy was the man so he had this jewelry store. He's still alive. He's like 95. The guy looks like fucking better than us. <laughs> and um, 
guy guy was just, you know, seen it all, done it all, whatever, jeweler. And um, he moved into his house when his, his mom passed. And he lived on, like, this dead end. There was, like, woods behind him and enough woods where you could go in and just let off. Mm-hmm. Uzis, whatever. So he used to have an Uzi. We used to go in there and let it off. And he had um, 12 gauge, you know, all the shit. So our big thing was we would go there, smoke hella fucking weed, look at each other like this and just start mowing shit down, right? So if we ran out of money, ammo, or drugs, we would have to get more. So we'd take up a collection, whatever. We used to cop from this um, this dread, awful Warburton. You'd make the right by the Glenwood train station. you go down, make a left, and there was a house there. And it just had a black door. You would go in, and it was literally this old school fucking dread sitting there with a couple goons. And, you know, you go, you know, it was dirt weed, shake weed, just, you know, stick stems, whatever. And um, we would go get, you know, I don't even know what the prices were back then. For $100, you could get, you know, fucking. I, I miss that shit, though. A ton of weed. I, I, I miss the sticks and stems. I miss that kind of. And it was, rag it was, weed. it wasn't, yeah, rags. It wasn't like, uh, like it was sprayed with raid, you know what I'm saying? It was like. It was respectable. It wasn't mids. It was it, it was dirt weed, but it was, it was you know you could roll a fucking uh, you know you could connect two three fillies and double them up and and make like a fucking you know roll of five gram who dunker yeah and, and you know I just get <laughs> zooted oh, right who dunk so it was and that was another thing like we used to so I you know we used to take pride in like there was this kid and uh, he was nice at finessanels and I used to see him I was like oh, I want to get and I I became nice at finessanels so. One day, my boy, he was part of it. You know, we were all there, and um, we're in the woods one day, bored, out of ammo, out of weed. Or not out of ammo, out of weed, whatever. So we're like, yo, let's go see. They go, and it was one of the old, It's it shows my age, like the old scam, like the hundred wrapped around the, you know, all the all the, the singles, yeah. right? So like back then, all the dealers, all the spots, it was always spots. I never had to call somebody, hey, meet me on the corner. It was spots. So you drive up, yo, my man, let me get this. And it, they were on the corner, hugging the block, pushing. And you just get it. We rolled down there. I forget what we got. I don't know if it was an ounce or, or a pound. It might have been a pound. So we're like, oh, let us get a pound. So the guy's like, oh, you don't have the, you don't have all that money, whatever. We're like, how much is it? So he tells us what it is. We're like, all right, we'll be right back. Right? So we don't want, we don't want to rob the guy because you couldn't get out right. like that, right? So we're like, yo, what are we going to do? We got to get weed. So it was like, yo, my uncle always had guns. He said, my uncle has a 12-gauge, and he had a fully automatic Uzi that he would just let off in the woods, right? So I had to remember the Adidas, the, the, the tearaways. The tearaways, the snaps. So we drive back, uh, you know, 15 minutes, and we steal Uncle's 12-gauge shotgun. The, the, not, like, not like my shit. This, uh, you know, a long, a full shotgun, yeah. right? So he's like, fuck it, let's sell it. We'll get the weed, we'll get a pound, and we'll come back, smoke, we'll let off the Uzi, get fucked up, trip on ass in the woods, whatever. So we're like, ah, bet, let's go. So we go down, and out of all of us, like, you know, we already, like, fitted, like, we look like, not like we fit in there, but we were about that life a little bit. Yeah. Like, they knew we'd smoke weed and did drugs, whatever. Which was the shit back in the day. Right. You look at and you're like, Shouldn't you be at fucking uh, fish out of water at a synagogue right now? You know what yeah. I mean? So dudes let us in because they know us. So we all walk in and you know with the straight leg, yeah, like this, right? Because we like, yo, we like, yo, fuck you, 
put it down your pants, right? Yeah. So he walks in, he's like, yo, what's up? He always dealt with him. So before we even address what we were going to trade, rips his Adidas away and pulls out the gauge. And these two goons are like fucking draw down us. We're like, wow, it's for you. It's for you. You know, it's yours. It's yours. So <laughs> I'm, you know, we're like 18, you know, dealing with like grown men, like shit in our yeah. pants. So I was like, what the fuck? You better start making sense. So we spent all the situations with, yo, we got no money, but like, yo, let's trade the 12 gauge. Give us a pound of weed. All right, cool. We leave with a fucking pillow. He keeps the gauge. We bounce. So we go back to um, a nice little pillow. Sick. So we go back and we get in the woods. Just rolling fucking, you know, gotties. Just connecting fillies with honey and, and smoking blunts like this one. Two hands to smoke. <laughs> and we're just getting zooted. Letting off the Uzi, whatever. Uncle's working in the jewelry store in the city. Nobody knows the gun is gone. So, right? Oh, shit. So... Like two days later, literally two days, we smoked a whole pound of weed. Smoked everything, no weed left. So Uncle, I don't know why, looking for his his guns, sees the gauge missing. So we asked, yo, what the fuck? He fastens up right away. He's like, yo, we sold it to a drug dealer. And he's like, where's the drugs? He's like, we smoked them all. <laughs> so his uncle was like, oh, my fucking gun back. My name is on it. It's in the hood now. Yo. Yeah, you don't right. tell them what's going to be fucking put on so, that shit. So, they didn't take any of us. They just took right? So now, they go back to a couple days later, right? And this is the best part of the story. So they go in, and now our season, he knows he deal, he's dealing with kids. Now he sees him with two adults. Now he's like, are you fucking kidding me? You sent me up cops, whatever. So he's like, yo, this is my dad, my uncle, his friend. So... I was like, what do you guys want? The father's like, yo, my son stole my gun. Yeah. And gave it to you for a pound of weed. Yeah. Like, I need my fucking gun back. Like, yo, my man, like, you're in the wrong fucking area. Like, you need a gun back. I need my money. So, long story short, there was a little bit of back and forth. Nothing, nothing heated, nothing crazy, whatever. So, at the end of the story, uncle, father, and had to come up with the money to, they paid in cash for the pound of weed that we already smoked and walked out of there with the 12 gauge. So looking back at it now, it's like it was gangster from the beginning and it was gangster in the end. At like yeah. on our, so we got a pound on the arm. On the arm. Chief the whole fucking pound. Let off Uncle Uzi in the in the woods. Got his gauge back. And free weed. Free weed, And dude. it was just... And I remember... And told... Yo, I don't ever want to fucking see your face again. Don't ever fucking come here again. And I was that. But it was, I remember the house. It was at the black door. And it was just, it was just one of those fucking, one of those stories. Dude. Yeah, like, man. It was dope as hell. Fucking and we used to, up. there was, I'll give you one more drug dealing story real quick. We used to go to this guy, uh, there was two dudes, two dreads again, in North Bronx. Like, again, 15 minutes from my house called. The other guy was two dreads. And he used to operate out of a um, car wash. So um, he used to beat them on the pager. And they would, you know, the number, they would know the number. And they would be like, oh, car, you know, whatever it was, car wash. You knew to go to the car wash. So you would go. So we used to get them all the time. It was the same shit. Dirt weed, rags, whatever. 
cheap weed. I, I don't I don't even remember the prices back then. So one night we're having a party at my friend's house. I told you about his house. His parents are art dealers. They had this ill fucking crib. First time I tripped on acid, I think I told you about it. So we, uh, this girl had this white uh, tempo. And the inside was all... A Ford? Yeah, Ford tempo. And, and the inside, <laughs> four door. And the inside was all maroon cloth material, right? So my boy, so we were having this banger one night. No weed. No money, no weed. So it's like, yo, who wants weed? So everybody puts in money, the whole party. There was probably like 200 fucking high schoolers there. So we got all this money, you know, a few hundred dollars, whatever. Everybody put in five, whatever. Yeah. So beeps. So they go down to the car wash and the same thing. Had uh, a 50 or 100 wrapped around a bunch of a bunch of shit. And the deal was we used to go to the car wash because it was right there. We had already had an established rapport. So it was like you threw in whatever you wanted. And we just threw in the money, and it was gold, right? So I think we got a quarter pound that night. So I was driving. So right off where the car wash was, you could get back on the sprain in like two minutes, three minutes. So he starts driving. All of a sudden, car behind them, flashing high beams, beeping the horn. So the two girls are like, ah, pull over, what's going on? You know, they have no idea. We didn't, nobody told them that I was going to rob them, right? So pins the gas and just dips, right? The girl's car was like, pull over. He's like, shut up, let me drive. This dude gave chase like probably 15 minutes north, like almost to like where we lived and then just peeled off. Gets back, the girl's, the girl's there, his QP, we're, we're blazing, smoked the whole QP that night, whatever, we had a great time. Two days later, um, gets a page. So we know it's because there was a way to do his code on the thing, whatever. So it calls back and doesn't say, it, the guy just picks up and doesn't say anything. The guy's like, yo, man, I know it's fucking you. I'm going to fucking kill you. Come back down, pay my fucking money, or you're fucking dead. So we take up like another collection, get the money. So now we have the money for the QP. It's already gone. So he calls me. He's like, yo, Greg, you're going to take a ride with me. So I'm like, all right, I'll go with you, whatever. So he steals his dad's handgun. Me and him go. We have the money, but we don't know what's going to happen. So I'm in the passenger seat. We pull into the fucking car wash and has the gun like this on his lap as we pull in. The dude, you know, driver's side and driver's side, if you're facing the wrong way, right there. So I'm, I'm shitting my pants, dude. I'm like 19. I'm like, yo, like this is shit you read about in the paper. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So I'm sober as a fucking judge sitting there. I'm like just looking straight ahead the whole time. Pulls up. Is just giving him like a tongue lash and like you motherfucker, and and it's like yo, I'm sorry. Here's your money, whatever. So he gave him the money. He like fanned it all out. As soon as he threw the money, in, just hold the gun, just waiting to like start firing through the door. Mm-hmm. And the dude fans it out, and it was the same deal. He was like yo, don't fucking call me ever again. But we made right, and and that was that. But it was uh, y'all got well, off fucking. Yo, it was like two instances. It was like the time though too. It was like pre nine eleven. It was just like the time where like, you know, not harmless fun, but like pushing that fucking cusp. Like, yeah. if that dude was having a bad day, he could have just, you know, if he if he wasn't in his mind and didn't want to keep his drug dealing weed business, he could have just smoked us right there in the car. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. That would have been it. But it was like, it was just crazy. And those are like two 
just two instances where it was like living like and me and him were driving back and we had uh we had this other dealer uh, dominican dudes we used to get like good we like dro and Hayes. back in the day we had one rolled i don't remember it getting back on the sprain i was like huffing and puffing you know anxiety shaking nervous plus we have a legal piece in the car and i remember him being like damn all right we're good light up that blunt and me and him smoking where it was like fucking pookie and fucking new jack city like getting a and i was yo shook like oh, yeah but it was uh yo those times dude like i can't I, believe y'all like went back because he had his number he we had dealt with him for years you guys already knew that it, yeah, was, like, it was a wrap if you guys he would have showed up in our yeah. if he really wanted to make a beef about you know it was 400 dollars whatever it was could have showed up on our fucking town. We were just white kids. Yeah, you gotta squash that shit. Yeah, you gotta take care. You gotta fucking face face the music. It was uh, it was wild, but those are like the those are the stories that I feel like the younger generation, like my kids, are never gonna have. I'm thankful they're not gonna have them, but like couldn't even fucking relate. You're not making the money that you're making only because other people that share ideology are paying for you. You're making money. You're making because of everybody. It's like yo, you're you're a big deal to yourself, your family, and and that little tight knit group. And then the fucking fanatics, the the wackos that are out there that are fucking worshiping the ground you walk in. But nobody else gives a fuck. Remember, just, just like just like with LeBron James, it's like oh my god, it's like LeBron James is he's a he's a great basketball player. Do I want to hear what his stance on anything? No, yeah. fuck no. Just go play he, basketball. No, he's he fucking doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah, he's not educated. No, so it's just like it's oh, just one side. It's it's whatever it their is. thoughts are. It is Isaiah is like basically conditioned to be like nah, LeBron. Fuck LeBron. I like Michael Jordan. Yeah, I say hell yeah, because he's just like he's like yo LeBron. He he goes he'll sit there he'll be like yo LeBron like he flops like he cheats like he's soft. What about what was that last press conference? Remember, LeBron was like, "Oh, where, where, where he brought up some shit about why didn't uh, they ask him about so and so? What was that? Oh, he was talking about uh the, the dude from the Cowboys, the dude owns the Cowboys, Jerry Jones. When yeah. Jerry Jones was fourteen years old back in nineteen sixty fucking whatever, whatever, right? He showed up and it was supposedly a picture taken at a, an anti like. Uh, desegregation right. um, situation where they were bringing uh, black students into a school. And they they had this whole story where he was standing on the side where he wasn't allowing them to come in. And Jerry Jones spoke about it. And he was like, bro, I was 14 years old. Yeah. I don't... I I wanted to see what the commotion was. I want to see right. what was going I on. I was there. It, it, I was there. It was a different time, bro. It was a completely different time. And you know who had a good take on it was Gilbert Arenas. He was a basketball player. I think you might remember him from, uh, I think he was at Arizona. I think he played at Arizona in college. What did he say about Oh, he was like, he was like, bro, if we ever get to the point where we're judging people from 50 or 60 years ago, that's going to be a problem for all of us. Because well, cause, cause he, he's like, who's to say that what we're saying right now? Mm-hmm. He, he, the guy that interviewed him was like a supporter of Black Lives Matter. He was like, yo, you supported Black Lives Matter like two years ago. Right. Could you, can you imagine what Black Lives Matter is going to look like 30 years from now? Exactly. You have no idea. And all these people. You have no idea what Black Lives Matter is going to look like. Because there's a lot of people that think it's fucking bullshit, which right. it is. It is. And if you're going to be judged by that, 50 years later... Your whole family's gonna be canceled. We're, we're, we're all we're all <laughs> in trouble. Yeah. He's like he's like so like 
Yeah, man, I, I really respect his point of view on it because he, but uh, LeBron James basically like, hey, uh, you guys are talking to Kyrie Irving about this. Why haven't you talked to, why haven't you asked me about Jerry Jones as a 14-year-old boy back in 1960 right. Arkansas or wherever the fuck he was, Texas? It's like, LeBron, we didn't ask you because, you know what, you're paid to fucking go play basketball. Go play basketball. You're not yeah. a politician. You're, yeah. you're a nobody. The you're fact that these done. people... You're not educated on shit, Doug. You always prove wrong. And you, and you never... He, I don't think he's ever... I don't really follow him like that. Me neither, I, right? But I don't think he's ever taken back anything that he said where he was like, you know, my stance on this was wrong. It's like, bro, he's been wrong so many times on shit. Like, when he, it comes to social he, issues. He, did he graduate high school or he got drafted a junior year? I mean... I'm, I'm sure he got. I'm sure he graduated high school, but it's like who's to say how much he had to actually compl- complete. Nothing. Like, he was nothing. Fucking, he was God's gift of basketball at that point. I'm sure his teachers were like, "Here you go, here you go." The only the only reason why he feels like he can say anything is because he's LeBron James, worth what he's worth. Because like, he's because he's got his because he's got an ego. Just like, I mean, we all have egos, bro. We all have but, egos. We wouldn't be doing this shit right now if we didn't have a little bit of ego where we were like, "Hey." I think we're we're talking about real shit that people can fucking you right. know, relate to. Stay in your lane, play your position. Bro, he didn't say shit about China. No. What the hell is he gonna say? What's he gonna? What could he possibly speak on? Bro, he he can talk about whites, but he can't talk about Asians. Get the fuck out of here, bro. If you can't talk about everybody equally, then shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. Just admit that, like, hey, I'm here to make money. I'm picking sides. Hey, Black Lives Matter is cool right now. I'm gonna fucking hop on that bandwagon. But that's the thing. I have a platform. I have to do what I have on my platform. It's like, no, you fucking don't. Yo, that's Your platform I, is for basketball. That's why I love Ricky Gervais with that that whole thing. Because that was the first time ever that any host... I don't know if the, if he even told them that he like that was going to be his no, fucking I thing. I don't think he did. I think it was his last time hosting. Because I think he, he had hosted like three times. I just saw recently that they want to get him back on. For something. That'd be fucking... You know, because that's the truth, dude. That's why everybody loved those shows. Yeah. Because it was to see the outfits, see the dresses, see the designers, you know, see the people that you like watching their shows. Nobody wants to hear your fucking political view because you're political. And not even your political. Any view that you have is nonsense. You're a made-up person. You're a fucking actor. You can... You, you can... can you're, you're a professional pretender. You... so Exactly. You you basically you're you sw- you can swing in any direction, and you're a professional, so you're supposed to be able to sell that to anybody. Yeah. So you could come on on a Monday and say that you fall in this line, and then you could come back on a Tuesday and fall in this line, and you're supposed to be so good at what you're doing that you could sell Monday and sell Tuesday, and nobody would know the difference. Yeah. And you're a multimillionaire living in the Hollywood Hills. You you can't say like. You want to tax the rich, you want to do this, you want to do that, whatever. None of that pertains to you. You live in fantasy land with an you know, unprecedented amount of money. Yeah. And, and you fly private fucking everywhere. Right. And this big uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Tesla, uh, global this, warming, all this shit all this is bullshit. bad for the environment. Hey, guess what? You want to know it? You can do what you want. You can, you can recycle every fucking day of your life. It's not going to put a dent in shit, because guess yeah. what? Guess who's still running on coal every fucking day? Oh, you got China, India, everybody's still running on fucking coal, bro. It doesn't matter. Every, everything that you're saying is just your, your own um, 
what, what do they call it? Uh, virtue signaling. You use virtue signaling. You're just trying to make yourself feel better in front of everybody else. That's it. And and that's it, bro. You're not you're not saving the planet. You're not doing anything. You feel like you're doing your part, and that's good. Good for you. You're doing your part. You're just bigging yourself up. You're just bigging yourself up. 